0: Tonight on this Anzac Day edition of the back page, all the emotion as the AFL and the NRL pay fitting tribute to the fallen but not forgotten. We'll wrap up all the action from the big games as well. The Tigers tell their fans, booing your own team is bad. Good luck with that. Feel free to boo Illy Nastasi after his racist, sexist rant. Boo! We'll be joined by one of the greatest boxers of all time. Manny Pacquiao, plus Matilda star Kaya Simon drops in, phone a friend, get excited
1: for the back page. What a win for Australia.
0: So much sport, so little
2: time.
1: They continue to speak before they think. I'll
2: be about as relaxed as Jeff can't spelling
0: bee. It
1: will cost
2: him his job. All about the fans and what brings kids back. One of the Australia's biggest rivalries. Sport doesn't stop and neither do we.
0: Hello everybody and welcome and a special welcome to our servicemen and women. Hope you've enjoyed your Anzac Day experience, whether it be the dawn service, a parade, watching a game of footy or even playing two-up in the pub. Our message is simple, thank you. And it's hello to a group of people who wouldn't mind being in a pub playing two-up about right now. Kelly Underwood and Robert Craddock. Hello and welcome to the both of you. And on this side, Ryan Fitzgerald, next to Mr Jamie Soward, Welcome, And uh, Soward, you were at Allianz Stadium uh, for the Dragons Roosters game. We're going to get to there in some detail, because it was amazing. It's, it's hard to know where to start on a day like this, isn't it? We talked about the emotion, what we see uh, before the games. But the games themselves often stand up. The Dragons' Roosters one did just that, didn't
3: it? Yeah, first time it's gone to golden point Town, and Mitchell Pearce kicks his fourth field goal. It was amazing atmosphere out there, and the largest crowd for an Anzac Day game. So uh, it was to and fro to the end. Dugan had a kick and we're watching it now
0: in the 79th minute to tie it up. Gareth Widdick was off injured, so he comes in and puts it over and that is, suddenly the score's a level. Come on, I
2: mean, well, he's not known for his kicking skills, is he, Sowie? No, he's not, but he's a goal kicker. He has done some right. goal kicking in the past. Or as Mitchell Pearce, what he's
0: missed about 17 or 18 uh, field goals attempts in the past matches, nails it right there after having scored a try earlier. Great him from him. Yeah, he was
3: fantastic. He really put his hand up for New South Wales today, him and Boyd Cordner, I think. Uh, it was an amazing game, but you know, just at the end, there was a little bit of class that showed in the halves, which the Roosters had. That's a
4: fascinating point which you've just made, isn't it? Because he's never won a State of Origin series. He's played 15 games for New South Wales. There's a, a sort of a, a little... Not a joke in Queensland. People say, oh, pick Mitchell Pearce, he can't win but there's a feeling that he's maturing and that it might just be worth one more go. You like him?
3: Yeah, I like him. I like him and Mulaney for this year's series and Boyd Cordner to be captain, I think. Um, obviously the big thing is going to be you know, getting over that mental scars of losing so many series, but I reckon they give him one last chance. He seems to be a more mature player this year.
0: Yeah, and you talk about game management, and that's what he delivered today, wasn't it? He did score the try, we can see that as well. We saw the, the field goal in Golden Point that got them there, but this is the try that put uh, the Roosters. It looked like he, he dropped it for all money there. Jason Nightingale thought just that, but as it turns out, he delivered a bit of a bobble, collects it before he hits the ground. Fair try, even from a
2: Jaded Dragons fan. And one of the highlights for us here at the back page was actually watching Tony out the back as a Saints fan um, (laughs) go into a fetal position completely naked in the corner of the room.
0: The worst thing about it is, because I often in these situations try to avoid watching the TV. I'm at Fox Sports, there's a TV every three (laughs) (laughs) metres. Do you know what?
2: There's even one in the toilet. (laughs) So the
1: Trompers, <laughs> one of the best, <laughs> this place is the ultimate mansion. Can I just say after working alongside you for many years, it's the first time I've watched live sport with you and yeah. now I understand what your family goes through every weekend. <laughs> and it's come off the back of the Swans, zero and five as well. I know we'll probably get there a little later. So yes. you're, you're just in a filthy mood tonight.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Dragons perform much better than the Swans and we yeah. will get to there in a little while, but I won't be wearing much red and white this week. But Gareth Wittip, uh, how badly was he injured? Because he was the guy who has been leading them around the park so beautifully so far this season.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely their best player at the moment. MCL, I'm hearing two weeks, so he'll probably go into that rep round and have three weeks off and then come back for the Dragons.
0: You've been there, Anzac Day, that game. We saw again just the emotion of it. How is it as a player?
3: Oh, I love it. It's the best game of the year apart from the final series. You get the whole build-up, you get someone in to talk to you about, you know, things that away from football that matter more, you know. So it really puts things in perspective and I, I had great success in that uh, game of five out of six. So we had
0: you know, some really good games there, but it's just an amazing day. Yeah, it is, in both. And as we say, they do it so well, both the NRL and the AFL. It wasn't quite so close at the MCG, Kelsey. a little bit of a tough ask, but they, the bombers they got through over Collingwood.
1: They certainly did. So Essendon's first Anzac Day win in four years, given all the Asada issues they've gone through over the last few years. Collingwood, gee, they're out of form. I they, they kicked themselves out of it. They kicked one goal, eight from set shots. Joe Danaher, uh, we here, bombing it from, what, that's about 75 out, Fitzy. Best on ground, he wins the Anzac Day medal. Great story. Grew up absolutely loving and barracking for Essendon. Now here he is playing and winning on this great day for the first ever time. So while that is a great story, the wow. flip side is Collingwood and their worst ever start under Nathan Buckley. It's his sixth year in coaching the the Pies this year. So they're one and four. And he has said over summer it's finals or bust. This team is not good enough to play the finals. I don't think he'll be the coach next year. But I can't imagine, given the standing that he has in the game, he, he's a club legend, I can't imagine, Fitzy, that they get anything out of... I mean, they've got the cats, the rampaging red-hot cats mm. next week, which could get ugly. But I can't imagine that they would do anything before the end of the home-and-away season. I, it's,
2: it's that classic, coach of, of, the, of the loyalty coach. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it with Michael Voss at the Brisbane Lions, uh, Nathan Buckley at Collingwood, uh, uh, Herd. James Hurd at Essendon yeah, as well. I know you have a passion for the club, but uh, I mean I was even speaking to Simon Goodwood not long ago a few weeks ago and he said it's, you know even though he's an Adelaide Crows man, he grew up in Adelaide, one of the best decisions was was to get out of that sanctum and go to somewhere else like Melbourne and it's the best decision he's made. I think it's really disappointing to see guys like Michael Voss, who I think would be a brilliant AFL coach. Mm. You know, you, you, your first chance is at your club, and if it doesn't succeed, you, you struggle after Nathan that. Nathan Brown it was the same with the Dragons, of course, but he's now come back. I mean, in time, mm. Fossey's
0: young enough to get a second Definitely. bite at, that, you'd imagine. But Buckley's interesting, isn't it? I mean, he could be.
4: To th- imagine if his career's over, like a, a yep. guy of of that character, and sort of just—he's still good so for young. the game, isn't he? He is good for yeah. the
1: game. I mean, look, he polarizes people because he bleeds mm. black and white. That just comes with the territory. But within the inner sanctum, he is so well-respected and well-spoken and, of course, there would be a media... You know, we're jumping the gun here and saying that he's got, probably got a media job for life. But it, it's sad to see that it, it yeah. hasn't worked out for them.
0: All right, look, beyond the footy, uh, how brilliantly did both codes once more do the Anzac Day services? This, of course, is at the MCG. They've been doing it so well. even. The kind of rain, no matter what happens, it seems to add.
1: Absolutely, and uh, you you talk about the weather. There were eighty-seven thousand six hundred and eighty-five there today, on top of an ANZAC Eve clash that is just really only a couple of years in, and they had eighty-five thousand there last night. And Sally just mentioned the record crowd in Sydney today for league was forty thousand eight hundred. So. I mean, that, that says it all, doesn't it? The, the, the people the, and, the, and the connection that the fans have with what it means, yeah, and absolutely. with this football game—it's—it's. It's, and was know, the last night
0: one, you mentioned the Eve one, which of course is Richmond. They've gone to now five and zero, uh, but yeah. a, a, and Melbourne. It's not the first time, but in terms of noticing it, the images from last night were absolutely astonishing. Have a look at this. It's, I know that the storm will be, you know, that they have done similar things in the evening as well, but that's beautiful, isn't it? I can
1: actually tell you, my, my dad caught the train in late and just got in before general admission sold out and he went right up the very top and he couldn't find a seat and he said people were jumping into the members, scurrying around trying to find a can seat, so... Can I
2: just say as well... The football and the sport on Anzac Day and Anzac Day Eve is the best education for your kids. I took my sons to dawn service this morning. You know, to keep their attention, you only get a matter of 10 minutes, but when when my son sat down last night and watched that game between Richmond and Melbourne, he was asking questions. He saw how powerful it was and how silent the ground was it's the perfect education for kids and it's just, it's one of the most powerful images you will see
1: on education. Well day. said, Fitzy.
0: Well said, Fitzy. Alright. Look, uh, it is all about remembrance uh, today, but this was maybe a forgettable moment uh, for the umpire pre game seeing the background doing the uh, ability to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, ..it's one up We can go in closer here in this, uh, classic... oh, oh, and it's a classic... go up. I love it how he blames his shoe. You know how the sprint on grand final day yeah. in AFL? It should be the umpires running backwards. <laughs>
2: You go to see that. And set a couple of little landmines there, you know, obstacles where they can fall over. Exactly. All right, look,
0: uh, here's something that fans really like, being told not to boo at footy games. The West Tigers management, this is is amazing, have told fans to stop booing uh, their own players, Aaron Woods particularly, because he copped it at the weekend. Reports he's signed with the Bulldogs already. He's their skipper. He came out and ran for 170-something metres. He was the man of the match, as you see here. Uh, But he had, had, had to cop it.
3: Yeah, definitely. He was a fantastic... He was their best player by far. He had over 200 metres in that game. He played big minutes, but uh, he was copping some boos at the start. But as they started to get closer to a victory, they turned around and they started cheering him. In the end.
4: But well, you, you were booed, Jamie, weren't you? At had times when you copped it, didn't you? You got booed yeah. when you rocked up here tonight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dragon's Fair. No. I, I, yeah, I used to get
3: booed. It didn't Ooh. worry me.
2: <laughs>
3: it doesn't worry me, mate. I just just it down the barrel and just keep going.
0: So,
3: it, it doesn't worry me. Look, fans pay their money. And as long as it's tasteful, I think they're allowed to go and, and, and do what whatever. And what do they
4: expect, Jamie? I mean, you're leaving a club mid-season and, I mean, you know, declaring oh. what you're doing next season, mid-season,
0: what are they supposed to do? Rah, rah, rah. I They've mean, they're all fans They want to vent. They deserve yeah. to vent. They should have the Tigers board actually getting in cars, drive around on yeah. Sunday night at Larkout and let them get vent. But <laughs> by booing
1: him, do you think that's actually making him want to stay? I wouldn't have thought so. However, in saying that, I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, they're as passionate as anyone. They're sick and tired of what's been happening for their club. They think their captain's deserting them at the worst possible mm. time. So it's go not, ahead and boo. Not a good look, would you?
2: when you're having macchiatos with the opposition team leading up to the game, though, Kel. Yeah, but that, that was that, one of his
0: best mates. that was yeah. giving a present because they, I think it was... David Clemmer David had just David had a baby. baby and he
2: spoke about that after
5: right, the game. Okay.
3: He put in such a great performance. Look... I want Aaron Wood's side a bit here, he's made a decision and it's still in the cooling off period, he spoke about that he hasn't signed anything yet and to his credit, he went out there and played and put in a fantastic game, so he's put all that aside even the signing controversy and gone out there and played for And he'll team. do
0: that every game of oh, this year while he's there, no doubt. no doubt. Yeah,
3: no doubt, he'll be in the New South Wales side and he'll be
2: in starting front row for the Australian side as well.
0: But you said that you would have trouble playing with another player on your team who's made that decision. I,
2: I, f- I find it absolutely astounding and, and I can't understand the NRL how someone one can flip. I mean, the Mitchell Moses story is even worse because we're talking a matter of weeks before he leaves that well, team. maybe if he gets a release. Well, that's right. And, yeah. and it's, I just can't believe... I mean, in the AFL with the... You, you know, with free agency Someone may not tell you that they're leaving until the end of the year. You get a pretty good idea by the end of the year that they're going anyway, but it's all speculation. There's yeah. no, well, there's no perfect out. answer,
1: is there? I mean, Gary Ablett lied a year out. Buddy Franklin lied a year out and had to keep it secret. So yeah. it, there's no perfect situation, I don't think. Yeah.
0: All right, well, Jared Hayne has had uh, one game back from injury, He nailed it for the Gold Coast, and now the chatter is all about him and State of Origin. Now, we mentioned Mitchell Pearce, Sowie... Has he done enough in one game? He's got obviously more opportunities over coming weeks. Yeah, definitely. He was outstanding on
3: Saturday night against the Sharks and just seeing some footage now. He was right in the game and really involved. But the question for Laurie Daly and New South Wales Selectors is, is where do you play him? Because James Tedesco is really playing not too bad football for the Tigers. Uh, there's a bit of talk that he might play 5-8 outside
2: Mitchell Pearce. Um, You've got to have him in, Sally. Without a doubt, Jared Hayne will play Origin because he would be making the Queenslanders nervous than anyone else. Yeah, he would be. He's a big game player.
3: Yeah, he is. You want to pick players that Queensland don't want to play. Um, Yep. I guess we need to see Hayne... He started the season off... Not in great form. He came in on Saturday, it was great form, but he needs another couple of weeks and he's already spoke about resting uh, rep rounds. So if he
4: gets another couple of weeks under his belt, the question is, where do you play him? What about Hayne the man, though, Sowie? Like, I mean, Laurie Daly's trying to get everyone rowing in the same direction and there were signs last year it was happening and then you've got this maverick force.
1: So, so as a Queenslander, do you want him to play?
4: not particularly because i think the queensland team's getting old and a stepping player like that could cause real danger this year in particular host but... of queenslander's only <laughs> says queensland team getting
0: old
2: <laughs> no, it's just, just the, the truth it, it is just the, the truth but Crash, the... what are you hearing up in queensland at the titans i mean has his attitude got better when he wants to
4: and when yep. he needs to like he's come everyone reckons he doesn't get along that well, with the coach, Neil Henry, that doesn't bother me a bit. Neil Henry's a former schoolteacher, and school teachers are notorious for coaches for being good coaches and occasionally rubbing guys up the wrong way, but they sort of respect them. Yeah. And But the, the question will be this little starburst of form he's had, first up, and he was terrific the other night.
0: Can he, he sustain it beyond yep, yep, but, origin? All right. This time last year, Roosters coach Trent Robinson was fined after an almighty spray at referees. Well, South's coach Michael Maguire was equally upset about some dodgy decisions in his team's loss to Brisbane. He decided to let the journos fire the bullet so he could keep the $10,000 in his hip pocket. I'll ask you, Reedy. Was
3: it a knock-on or was it knock or not a knock-on? Make the call, because everyone else needs to make those calls. So you can say that, but I can't say that because it's around decisions. Anyone else? Did they see that it was or wasn't? Make a call. Because I don't want to have to get charged 10 grand. Thank you. So could you explain that to all the South fans that continually turn up to our ground, that
0: are passionate around our club, we're a building team with young kids playing...
2: I like that, don't you? He's like an auctioneer, you
0: know. You I've got a knockout. Have
2: I got a forward pass in the room? I do it with my wife on a Saturday night. So you're telling me <laughs> that you think I came home past my curfew on purpose? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> but you
1: answer the question. But who cares what the journals think? I mean, that isn't the whole point we want to hear from the coaches. Yeah, the, yeah. the general public doesn't but care what we think. That's
4: what I, I... If I was at a press conference a couple of times, Both said, well, what do you think? Yeah, I always say, it I'm doesn't not here matter. to, here to ask
2: the oh, question. Oh, you've yeah. to answer. You're crash.
3: You're not allowed to speak your mind. We would love to... It would have made for more viewing if Michael Maguire was allowed to come out and speak about those two decisions that happened yeah. on Friday. They were dodgy
0: decisions. They, they? were dodgy, dodgy decisions.
3: I think the worst one was the Milford no-try and then Tex-Out-Moga yes. try. I, I just couldn't understand that from a guy that's played rugby league his whole yeah. life. But, you know, the passion that he's
4: putting into his team, you can mm. see it's really starting to come it. out. I,
3: I like it. I it too. I liked it. I tell it. you I, what, you know, that,
4: how they didn't pick up that last knock-on. I mean... Honestly, it, it, there were times I thought he was close to tears there, but it yeah, was emotional. raw he was and very it was emotional. real, he was. but he was right yeah. about yeah. that last decision, mm.
0: 100%. All right, Manly uh, snuck past the Raiders at the weekend. Dylan Walker had a couple of chances to put the game away with the boot. Uh, he missed a conversion there, as you can see, and he caught plenty from the Raiders as they went past going back the halfway. Josh Hodgson getting right in his face. He'd been a bit lippy uh, earlier about a dis- you know, mistake from Elliot Whitehead, so they've got right into him. The great thing was he gets the opportunity for redemption which is nice he gets a penalty 40 metres out there within the 10 yeah. metres Chewy on your pitch Cheerio. I think is what he said <laughs> Your mother wears army boots yeah, Exactly <laughs> He comes through and looks like it's going to miss to the right again Pops in and it takes the time to run around and tell them all what a good game they've had, which I really like, Sally.
3: Yeah, Yeah, it was a weird one to watch that. I think Ricky Stewart would be a little bit disappointed in his team because they still had a chance to win it. They went down and, obviously, at home, you know, the Raiders have been not as good as what we all thought they would. But, yeah, the interesting thing with that one was there's actually a rule in the NRL to say that he, if he missed, he could have taken that t- kick again because BJ Lalua was, was him. sledging him and
2: saying stuff to <laughs> what? him. So, so is that a rule? Like, if, if he, he... I mean, it'd be unsportsmanlike, but mm. if he wanted to, he could go to the ref and say, they were putting me off as I was kicking. And the kick would be brought back, and go, and you would well, do it again.
3: Yeah, Ben Ayton spoke about it last night on L- NRL Three Hundred and Sixty. I think it was hey. Six Point Nine in the book that he's allowed to have another shot because someone was saying but
4: something while he was kicking. So, yeah. do you oh. think it's a classic that in rugby league you can <laughs> smash, you can bash, you can half kill him, But hey, mum's the word.
0: All right. On the topic of getting back at your opponents, as Dylan Walker did just, and check this out from uh, a League Two football. In England. Uh, this is Mansfield Townkeeper Jake Keane. He didn't like the Penenka, which is. So look! Oh! Sticks the boot out. The Penenka's that show off, apparently, yes. anyway. They just kick it softly. Jeez. so. They have fast twitch fibres, don't they, goalkeeper? That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so quick. That's now known as keening. If you do that,
2: <laughs> Which I think
0: is a terrific idea. Right, there was another great payback moment in the NBA playoffs too. I don't know if you saw oh, this. Uh, I, this is the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Robin Lopez uh, loses his shoe. Uh, there it is. There. Lizzie and so uh, uh, the, the, the Celtics. Is that Jay Crowder? Jay Crowder. Yes, don't. Yeah. He threw it away.
1: He throws the
3: shoe away. Robin Lopez bends over here and unties Jay Crowder's shoe. He's got
1: no idea. No, no, no. I has no idea.
2: Lopez looks like a bloke who needs all the education he can in tying up his shoelaces. I think he's just tying it back up for him. <laughs> yeah, of course he was. How do you do it again?
0: <laughs> Very cheeky. I love it. Getting under the skin of opponents has always been part of Heath Shaw's game plan. The Giants defender came under fire for this exchange against the Swans on Saturday. The other <laughs> umpires have yeah. You've got no, the free kick. Don't no, be a f***ing retard. We've paid
2: advantage. advantage. Wow. We've paid advantage so it's Apologies advantage. if anyone heard that.
0: Yeah, and look, a shocking thing for him to have said, he has since uh, apologised for it uh, and, you know, obviously wants to move on.
1: Well, you can't get away anymore in the modern day of footy, I guess, um, saying stupid things like that. And we talked him up last week saying we love his intimidation tactics, but he would know that you can't get away with saying that because so many cameras, so many mics, and they've got a history now against the Swans because Shane Mumford overstepped the line um, last year in that qualifying final clash against Buddy Franklin when he sledged him about uh, his mental health problems in the past. Yep. So, um... I,
2: I, Look, I agree with this. I think that the AFL needs... There was a great article that was out the other day saying that, you know, with the amount of money that's spent by television stations, and the television rights these days, I think we should get more of an insight into the yep. game. We should be yep. able to hear everything on the ground. Players should be interviewed just before they're about to go out in the change room. Absolutely. This is the stuff we need to hear. Yep. And when they want to sledge, they do have to be a little bit more quirkier yep. and, and not be so silly when they do sledge someone. I mean,
1: there's a clear line, isn't there? There is not there I mean, is. you can absolutely sledge and go your harder, Sally. Yeah. but, you know, saying things like that is just plain stupid.
3: Definitely. There's a clear line that everyone, you know, every now and then you're going to overstep it, and I'm sure Heath Shaw didn't do it on purpose. It would have just come out and he's shown his remorse for it. But back to Fitzy's point, Not every player can speak as well to the media and can present themselves as well and doesn't know what to say. So a lot of those times you might find that a player's pretty boring coming off. So you're just going to end up getting the same players that know how to talk. that's what people
2: want to know, Sally. And that's why the NFL do it so well in the States. They open it up to the supporter and you are right in the rooms with those players. That's what we need to do. I think mean, that's what we need more of. But do you mind having the microphone
0: on the field and just p- picking up incidental conversation like that?
2: Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I
3: love listening to the cricket sledges. You know, they're obviously a lot, you know, more frequently. But the NRL ones or the, the AFL ones, are you're in the heat of the moment. You might say something that you regret later, but um, it's, it's a well, tough one.
0: We've got microphones on all the time and we never say anything wrong. <laughs> <right. laughs> uh, Sydney, Sydney Swan's uh, cunning plan to fly under the radar this season is <laughs> <kind of>
1: <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> After another
0: convincingly underwhelming performance (laughs) against the Giants on Saturday. Gee, they're looking ordinary.
1: They uh, are. 24
0: points up. They kicked four goals in about seven minutes and stayed in the same spot uh, till half-time where the Giants were suddenly 32 in front.
1: Yes, they have. Pl- You've played finals 13 of the last 14 years. That is a remarkable record. Yeah. You won't be playing this year. And under the... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think that you can play finals after a 0-5 start. In fact, history says you, you won't because under this current um, final system that was introduced in 1994, no team has come from 0-5 and, and made finals. So, Bulldogs won it from yourself.
2: seventh last year,
4: though, They're, Kel. You maybe. never know. You never, never Don't know. Don't we go soft on the swans? I mean, you know, there's always this hope. There's always going to turn around. Someone's coming back from injury. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, we could win next week. Mate, that'd be terrible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That's been building up for about five years. But Tony sort of, oh, gosh, we, you know, we got <laughs> within 30 points
0: of Hawthorne. Yeah, I'm boy, so put excited. Yourself you have out know. of the job of hosting Queenslanders only. <laughs> <laughs> i got quite a few people who are interested in sitting in that chair next week, my friend. Uh, about yeah. What about Kelly? You've got an actual theory. If the swans aren't going to be I do the the a team this you have a theory. End, you have a theory. I am
1: happy to put it out there. Okay. It's still is early days. We've gone five rounds. I think only three teams can win it, and that is the Giants, not your Giants, but the Giants, the Cats and the Crows. And I think it's a bit of a vicious triangle that reminds me a little bit of going back a few years ago. We've seen some of the highlights from the, the Cats that are just so offensively powerful in the last quarter uh, against the Saints. And then um, Fitzy's Crows absolutely flying as well against uh, against the Gold Coast Suns on the weekend. But my theory is these three teams remind me of Federer, Nadal... And Djokovic at their peak, going back a few years ago, there was this triangle formula where Federer could never beat Nadal, yeah. Nadal could never beat Djokovic, yeah. and Djokovic could never beat Federer. I, I think it's this. happening between these three teams, Fitzy. The Crows, can't they beat can't Long. beat the Cats. No. It's their bogey team. Yeah. The Cats can't beat uh, the Giants. Yes. The Giants are too quick for them. Yeah. And the Giants, defensively, Against haven't the got the firepower to beat the Crows. That's oh, a well, good theory, theory It's Kel.
2: murder she wrote over here. <laughs> well oh, done. That... Well done. That's not bad, Kel. It's early in the season. Keep a bloody lid on it, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, we'll come back in
0: during later in the season to check on how yeah, that theory Yeah, when Richmond probably going. wins the flag. They call themselves Hawaii now, 5-0. I love it. <laughs> can, you, uh, can you be 70 years old and still a tennis brat? Well, if you're illy Nostasi, sure. In a, a couple of days of absolute ugliness, he's revealed himself to be racist, sexist, aggressive and downright stupid. But this exchange during the Fed Cup uh, in Romania's win, as it turns out, over Great Britain, the Great Britain team was complaining about crowd noise, he abused the uh, the chair umpire, and then the player and the team captain. Yes,
1: his views are outdated, offensive, and there is no place for them in tennis. In fact, there's no place for them in the broader society at all. That's Joanna Conto, a top-ten player. In fact, we spoke about Shane Mumford. It's Shane Mumford's sister-in-law, Joanna Conto, who is a seriously... Tough player, but in tears. And here he is losing the plot. I I can't believe... what what? Romania should have been defaulted. Mm. They actually won that tie. And there is no room or or place in the game for someone like that. Give him a life ban. Kick him out. He should never be able to represent Romania. Fed Cup, Davis Cup, ever again.
4: But the amazing thing is he's been doing it for 40 years. And there's a bit of a theory that, you know, all the the current bad behaviour, if you trace it all the way back in time... The first guy to start it was Nastasi. Remember, he was preceded by Rod Laver, the gentleman Rod, Ken Rosewell, Lou Hode, men of great stature and status, and then came this mad thing. And there was one game when he played McEnroe when he put on this shocking turn, and you actually see McEnroe looking at him as if to say, I'm quite intrigued by this. And so... Mm. A- a- but... Tennis has perpetuated this problem. They've never really known what
0: to do with it. And him, the either. racial and been, slur Yeah, the racial slur against was so against Serena and her baby. It was yeah. just horrible. Yeah. And he said that he said, oh, you know, that was a joke. I've known Serena for years. She knows she knows it's funny. Well, she doesn't. She didn't because she
2: then came out and tweeted well, exactly yeah. how. it was. Well, he's got to look at the positives though. For Romania, you don't want him anymore. He could be the next president of the United States. <laughs> 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 and
1: here, I mean, here's Serena's response on Instagram this morning, which is articulate, it's dignified. Um, she's always so measured and. When you consider all the crap and the, and the racial um, insults that she's had to put up with throughout her career at a time where, you know, she should be the happiest in her life, Correct. celebrating the birth of her first child. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just it's just horrible.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. All happily, Anastasia uh, was nowhere near the Sarasota Open uh, when a game was derailed by the sound of a couple vigorously engaging in a mixed doubles <laughs> love match <laughs> nearby <laughs> if you get my drift. Listen closely.
1: Well, that is huh? the most bizarre situation. What is going on? It can't be that good! <laughs> no, that's not a phone. That's an apartment across the lake.
2: Across the lake. You know what? If you are single, some women do get excited by new balls. <laughs>
0: I'm the lake. Actually, there's been uh, uh, something of a horrible mistake there. Uh, you may or may not know that Maria Sharapova returns from her drugs ban this week, as it turns out. Uh, it turns out she was actually training on i just sweeten the sound for you a little bit. Have another listen.
2: What is going on? <laughs> it can't
1: be that good! <laughs> Mean that doesn't lead into the top five. No. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: if only
1: we'll next week. Up, <laughs>
0: Matilda Sarkia Simon drops by. We salute mascots in our top five, as it turns out, and why you should always carry a spare tire at the supercars around Phillip Island.
1: Catch it as the call. Bahabrias, is he underneath that one? Is taken I tell you it's a world class effort this really is sensational piece of fielding and catching that's from the top draw to say the least boy did he make some ground it is seriously great cash this
0: How good is that? Well, Riaz, you don't really normally see as the athletic type, but he's right. done a great job. He's one of the greatest test outfield catches we've yeah. seen. Isn't
4: yeah, it? very few better. And the one thing I love about that guy, he, all the umpires say when they go to Dubai it's about 50 degrees and everyone else is dying, he's just so determined. Like, he chases everything outfield. He's not the greatest fielder in the world, but he's... Mr Gutsy. Everyone loves
2: him as a cricketer. So, just rewards. When I saw player. the headline, what a catch in a Pakistan newspaper, <laughs> I thought <laughs> him, I thought Imran Khan had signed up for the Pakistan Bachelor. So, that was one of the best. <laughs> how, does it, how does it compare, uh, we've got just some classic
0: Aussie outfield catches from mm, test matches work. Uh, and, and beyond as well. Because this one day, I guess this started This is it sort, it of really more, from sort of unique Steve Steve. Steve. He had the, the sight screen to contend with as well. Yeah,
4: this is probably oh, that's equally great. good because of the fact of the side screen and the great Glenn McGrath. Yeah. This, this was, was airborne film. and McGrath, you know, oh, injured yeah. himself and wasn't the same for months and months after this. And it's but it's one of the proudest things he's ever done. He, if you play footage in front of it, he just smiles delightfully. This is one that started it all, wasn't it? Johnny Dyson. Yeah and it's still the one by the measuring stick by which all others are measured and most have found wanting, particularly like when you slow it down, he's about a metre off the ground. And it was an era when blokes weren't great yeah. fieldsmen. So yeah.
0: and now we see it all the time yeah. with 2020 and that and one day cricket as well. And keeping the ball and your body away from the boundary rope obviously has become a, a stock skill for players. Doesn't take much to get it wrong. As Brendan McCullough he found out in the IPL, yeah. just a piece of cloth, it's just <laughs> a bit of his hat that has touched the rope. So what looks like a spectacular catch yeah. is I mean, actually six it. runs.
2: Six but but runs. It's, <laughs> yeah. But it's. And he, He's wearing a hat at night, which yeah. is even worse need. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So bizarre that that bit from being that catch is suddenly six runs. Yeah, he's, he's such an aware cricketer too. He'll yep. be filthy about that. <laughs> uh, a couple of surprises are In the proposed Cricket Australian contracts for next summer. No love for Stephen O'Keefe and Sean Marsh, but then there's also James Faulkner, the all-rounder, and of course Pete Neville, the wicketkeeper who has been replaced and has now been taken off that proposed list.
4: Yeah, some players would have been wrapped in the contract list. I reckon Matthew Wade's got a pay increase of about a million dollars. He wasn't on the list last year. He'd be in the top seven or eight this year. So what's, what's Minimum now. Oh, minimum's uh, late two hundred thousands, and it goes up to about two million for the oh, top right five. Up. Steve Smith will be the number one, but uh, Stephen O'Keefe, his indiscretion when he had too mm. much to drink at the border me- at the Steve War Medal. Gosh, I reckon it must have cost him. Mm. I mean, he deserved to be somewhere on that list. But the chairman of selectors, Trevor Holmes, if there's one thing he can't hack. It's rubbish behaviour. Yeah. He, he's so strong in it. So I wonder whether, I mean, Steve got his fine of what was it, $20,000. It might have cost him hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of dollars. Honestly, stupid. A, a
1: few eyebrows raised because the fast bowlers were really well looked after on that contract.
4: Oh, I reckon this is the year for the quicks. We're going to have so much fun on this show because they're all coming through stark and Hazelwood, Cummins. 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 And, and this is what I like.
0: Billy Stenlake.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the Queensland, well, surprise selection. Oh, and, and some there? players are really filthy that he's on the list. A young kid, two first-class games. But what I do like, Australia's going to the Champions Trophy in England. I reckon, you remember when Mitchell Johnson destroyed the Poms yep. last mm. time? Yep. The first landmine was in England when he got Jonathan Trott with a short ball and he had the jitters for months and months. Well, he retired. They're sending this squad. Then he came to Australia and was still rattled. They're sending a squad of four quicks to England as a a show-me-a-gun sort of thing for the Champions Trophy. And you watch. The, The tidal waves will rock all the way to the ashes next summer.
0: All right, uh, our friend Jamie Soward here has had to pack the red and black gear away for another season uh, and not the happiest of ways to go out with the old penalty shootout.
3: Yeah, no, watching Jumpai miss, I think it was 6-5 penalties. They were fantastic. In They played Brisbane Raw, who haven't lost the final at home. That's 10 in a row now for them. Uh, it was an amazing game. We scored early, just couldn't hold on. And uh, by the end, I think we will fatigue. I think the ACL really caught, hurt us this year. And uh, we're still in that with a, a slight hope of going through.
0: Yeah, you did. It, early season was very difficult for you guys and then did make that run at the end a little bit.
3: Yeah, definitely, and I was very proud. We watched yeah. the game you know, on Friday night, myself and, and Maddie, and we're very happy to be Wanderers supporters. They've been fantastic all year. They've kept turning up. They have had a long year with the ACL, so be interesting to see how they bounce back next Couldn't
1: year. could look away, Sowie, could you? I mean, the, no. the A-League has this history of producing these absolute cracking finishes, particularly yeah. in the
2: finals. Do you know how we talk about the, under, the underdog tag... Mm. Is there never more an underdog this weekend than Perth Glory against Sydney FC? And, you know, you still see celebrations of Mm. Sydney FC finishing on top of the ladder at the end of the minor round. Yep. They are favourites by an absolute mile. It's a good position to be in for Perth Glory, even though they have been flogged by uh, Sydney FC well, this year. Well, I've had, year. I think,
0: 12 goals in their three games this year. I, S- I've S- never year. seen a more
2: more of an underdog side mm. than Perth Glory going into that game. And all the pressure is on Sydney FC to continue now to even make the grand final.
0: Oh, I think they will get the job done on Saturday night Alliance Stadium. All right, at first glance, uh, this goal in the MLS looks 90% arse. Uh, at second glance, have a little look. Look at it closer. Look at it. Boom, the little heel. Oh, and come on. That's class. That is class. It's just a phenomenal it's bit of work. It's like something you'd score on FIFA, like you make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just two
3: all or something, and he scores yeah. in the 90th minute in FIFA, yeah. and you break your TV. <laughs>
0: you do a bit of FIFA, did I you?
3: love FIFA, yeah. I'd break my TV if someone scored out like of that. <laughs> that's, that's absolute
0: rubbish. Yeah, yeah. kids. Don't follow his advice. <laughs> Don't break the TV, OK? Look, just when you thought the quality of football in the Americas, a uh, Major League Soccer was great like that, this happened. San Jose's uh, Chris Either Wondolowski uh, bringing the entire oh. league right back to <laughs> earth uh, with <laughs> this shot Warnowski. and uh, whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh. oh The old coccyx bone. <laughs> <laughs> massive. Alright, look, I like a player being concerned for an opponent's well-being. I think it's nice. But you've still really got to do your job. Now, the goalkeeper goes across, he sees oh, the opponent is lying he, down, having attention. a close look at
1: He's not
0: paying attention, got what he deserves. All right, what about a man who scores two own goals in one game but is almost entirely innocent, like this keeper? Watch this bang off the back (laughs) back of his head. You think that happening once in a lifetime is ugly. Twice in the same game, uh, it happened. Look, uh, on the other oh, side... The and... Oh, no! Is that
4: bossa? <laughs> 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 well, hang on, here he is in the studio! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Balls are diving when the, when the dinner rocks up here at the back of my sports <laughs> just diving across at the chips and the chicken.
0: Remember last week we showed you a new Granada coach Tony Adams polishing his moves oh, at, at training. Moves. Yeah, the dance moves. Look at them. Absolutely brilliant. I love them all the way. I, I was stumbling though across La Liga at the weekend. He's taken it into the match day. What? Oh, this is him. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> that is
2: him. <laughs> What messages are getting across there, Sowie? Oh, I've got no idea. It's he's grabbing at something, or he's also the face of pill testing at music festivals. <laughs> 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 it,
0: was, it was carnage at Phillip Island with the supercars at the weekend, with 18 blowouts in Saturday's race. 18. I mean, the good people at Dunlop advise, you know, change the tyre pressure. Uh, this is phenomenal, these pictures. Absolutely destroyed wheel and tyre after tyre after tyre. That is my wife at school drop-off. <laughs> <laughs> That's every morning, dropping her kids off. I've been too scared to wear my Dunlop volleys. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case they're going to blow it. All right, uh, the baseball crowd catch, uh, as we all know, it's the perfect opportunity to make a goose of yourself. Uh, <laughs> this guy <laughs> up, whoop, whoop, and <laughs> whoop, whoop, <laughs> down. You oh.
4: Oh. might <laughs> have had a couple <laughs> of chances. And he's,
0: I think, in the, uh, the the bar there, which is OK. Uh, I don't know why he's trying to be proud of what he's done at all. Look, if you can't catch a ball, the least you can do is stop it from hitting a little kid sitting next to you. A, a job done beautifully by the Florida Gators mascot. Oh, takes him with, with his giant bonts. <laughs> and it comes... <laughs> oh, watch out! <laughs> Between the eyes and down I go... And he gets a little bit of help from the kid. Very nice. Which leads seamlessly into this week's top five ways mascots put their bodies no, on the line. Brought like to you to it, by Kia. Like at number five, we start with uh, getting too close to the action. Uh, look, the Western Force mascot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let me at let me at <laughs> him, I'm OK. <laughs> <laughs> Loitering, of course, in the end zone, always fraught with danger as well. Oh. Uh, oh. Down I go for the uh, the wily Fox, down... Boom. Oh. oh wow. He's come down hard. Uh, yes, the giant hamster behind him is very happy. And acting as security guard at number four, uh, dealing with the pitch invaders. I love this, the Manly Sea Eagles mascot. He's some bruises to the beak there, as you can see. And, uh, kind of second, this gi- giant chicken had to deal with another type of pepper.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well on Sunshine. <laughs> number three. Performing stunts beyond your capabilities can be very... Oh,
1: oh. Face
0: plant. A big face plant. <laughs> uh, down I go and uh, he tries to get back on. Look, oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> look on this my face. <laughs> <laughs> what a how that? <laughs> At number two. Simply leading the team out onto oh, the field is no. uh, the rooster. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So he's he done a hammy. Didn't you do a hammy?
0: And the eel, of course. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the little kiddo. The look on his face is wrong. What are you going to do? And at number one, <laughs> celebrating with the fans oh, can no. be dangerous. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: the reason he's got protection.
0: This last one, this is Melanie Walker uh, celebrating by getting a piggyback from Berlino the Bear, or Bilano the
2: Blind Bear. <laughs> We kidnapped Terry the termite in Adelaide <laughs> and because Terry was there every day and we got Terry into the car and we, as blokes, we were so proud and took Terry's head off and it was a 16 year old girl
0: oh, oh, no. oh. Oh. we put the head back on and <laughs> dropped <laughs> Terry back on <laughs> You. <laughs> <laughs> we gave Joe Ingalls a rap right here on the show last week. Well, he continues to impress in the NBA playoffs, how he... Yeah, he's been fantastic for the Utah
3: Jazz. they got Rudy Burbach, which is their main shot blocker. But, yeah, Joe Ingalls has been an integral part of the Jazz all year. He's starting to make some shots. He's starting to get some rewards because he's playing small forward, shooting guard. He's coming up with some of the best players in the NBA. He's having to guard them and then go down and score. So it's, I'm happy for Joe Ingalls. And it's just in the Aussie pedigree on show.
0: And he he seems to be gaining confidence uh, all the time. And this this has got a subtle stare-down of uh, DeAndre Jordan here after he pops that in. Look, he He just gives him a little look there. In your face. Good on him. uh,
1: He's taking a leaf out of Delhi's playoff books there, I think. Sowie. It's great to see. Meanwhile, his wife, Renee Ingalls, playing for the Adelaide Thunderbirds in the netball competition at the moment, looking after their two nine month old uh, twins. Oh, so, wow. extraordinary is,
0: stuff. Here's a great story. Right, coming up, a special guest, Matilda Starkai Simon. She's next, right here. doing what she does best, belting a soccer ball into a net. She's a star for the Matulas. Great to have Kaya Simon with us. Hello and welcome.
5: Thank you for having me.
0: Now, before I, you know, slap you on the shoulder in a friendly way, <laughs> congratulate right. anything, i just got to be wary because I think you're mid-shoulder reconstruction, double-shoulder reconstruction at the moment. Where are you?
5: I am, I'm um, so I'm five weeks post-op on my right side. So leave that one alone. Yes, I leave that one, but you can bang this one on the side. <laughs> um, but I go in for my second one on my left side on May 16th.
0: It's been an amazing story, your shoulders, uh, because it's not just in, you know, some amazing physical activity, you know, drying yourself or sleeping, you've managed to pop your shoulder out, haven't you?
5: I have. So it's extended basically from twitching in my sleep and waking myself up because it's dislocated um, to drying my back uh, after I got out of the shower um, to obviously playing um, games at the World Cup that's come out during, uh, you know, games in major tournaments. So I think it's, you know, about time that I... Address the issue, and, and there's no better time than this year. Being yeah, quite for the Matildas. Good
2: moment. party trick though. <laughs> uh, know, uh, pop it out when you're at a party.
1: Or...
5: I choose not to bring that one out just for pain's sake. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> my, my
1: complete ignorance. It's a sport where you don't really use your shoulders much. So is it? It's an issue that started with. You've got to take them sweat. with you. <laughs> <laughs> is that started with sleeping? Or? Um,
5: no. So the first time, actually, I was swimming. Right. And it came out. Um, we were doing a recovery session for an under-17s uh, team and, and it basically came out as I a, 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 a was doing freestyle, going for the gold medal, obviously. <laughs> and um, I lost the race and I was injured after that. So <laughs> that wasn't a memorable moment. But, yeah, it went from um, popping out from doing those things to then in games and it's been continuous and ongoing for eight or nine years now. So, Yeah. yeah.
2: Kai, can we... Uh, are you... I mean, let's... You, soccer, obviously, you're dominating now, doing very, very well. Growing up, you were very good at rugby league. Could you be the female Israel Folau? Because there was talk also now with also uh, how well the uh, the Women's AFL League did as well, that you were actually considering maybe having a crack at that as, as well. Would you consider doing that?
5: Oh, I mean, I, I'm torn because, obviously, I'm so passionate about football mm. and, and playing soccer and um, I want to ensure that... There's that commitment factor, and it has been for since I first made my debut uh, when I was 16 years of age. So, um, for me, it would take a lot to go to another code, um, obviously, because I, I have I pour my heart and soul into to football, as do my other teammates. And and to some extent, I would feel unfair to them mm. if I were to uh, spread myself between the two. But um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely options there um, for you know a lot of the girls who are talented at mm. other sports to to play another code. Um, Yeah,
1: so the dark side, the AFLW, did snare a few W League players. Jenna McCormack played in the Crows grand final and she plays for Canberra United. Mm -hmm. Has anyone approached you? Has any team just put in a call and said, can we tempt you? No, they haven't, right. And not for
5: one second have you thought, do you reckon you could play? Um, well, not with my shoulders, obviously. No. Oh, yeah, <laughs> But, Ooh. um, yeah, so that's definitely a determining factor. But yeah. the, after I got them fixed, you know, I might have a kick around the, the park or...
0: How or could something. this little girl, we can just about to see, how could she ever abandon football? <laughs> <laughs> what about your two famous cousins, Jamal Idris,
4: you know, the, the famous rugby league player, and Kirtley Beale, of course, the Wallaby? Uh, what have you learnt from their careers? And tell us a little bit about... Because they're both very enigmatic characters, mm-hmm. aren't they?
5: They are, and they're both, uh, both very uh, individual, and um, yeah, both so talented in their in their given sport. And I think definitely knowing that I have other family members that are representing on a professional level um, is quite comforting for me. And and I'm you know very proud of anyone that I know at that level, but also um, obviously being related to these guys, um, it's it's a privilege to to know them and obviously be related and be blood as well.
3: Kai, first Indigenous person to score a goal at the World Cup. Tell us about that.
5: Yeah, so I actually didn't know when I scored the goal that I was um, the first Indigenous male or female to score and it wasn't until after the game and um, a journalist said to me, do you know you're the first Indigenous um, person to score at a Senior World Cup? And um, for me, that was obviously a privileged moment because when I wear the Australian jersey, I represent, you know, our country, Australia, but also our people and um, I felt like it was a really proud moment for me and, and definitely one that I'll cherish for the rest of my career.
0: We showed Saui just to upset him earlier—the penalty shootout that the Western Sydney Wanderers lost. You, of course, have been involved in in many. Some have been heartbreaking, and some have been some have been absolutely triumphant. It's a particular piece of theatre, isn't it?
5: It is. And um, our first one um, was in the 2010 uh, Asian Cup, where we won—you know—our first bit of silverware for the country, uh, and, and that was a. A very proud moment of us um, to, to do that and then <laughs> <laughs> Bubs there yeah, doing a little dance. But, um... you,
2: can I ask you, do you have a go-to routine for a penalty kick, Kaya? Do you know that you're going to be kicking to a certain part of the net every time?
5: I used to when I was younger, yep. but I think as I've gotten older and, and I guess believed more in my um, ability and, and become more confident in those um, big moments that... Uh, when I'm standing on the halfway line with my teammates, I have in my head which way I'm going to go. Right. So I don't decide until I'm standing there which you're way I'm going
2: Watching to go. other people kick, though, and you're watching the uh, opposition goalkeeper and which way they're going, do you change your mind? Before... No, no. No, it's no, always no. Yeah. set.
5: I think that's the worst thing you could possibly do yes. going into a penalty shootout is, is to doubt which way you're going to go yeah. and have second thoughts, especially... You know, once it's already started. Yes. Um, what,
0: what about watching the goalkeeper and the direction they're going is straight towards you illegally, <laughs> as happened in yeah. Brazil?
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, um, she got a warning on that first one, and then continued to do it for six or seven after that. Um, being in Brazil, being the home country, obviously. Barbara. That was... the... Yeah. Yeah. There's, there she is. Um, so that was a tough one to swallow um, for us. Obviously, it's never easy to go out on a penalty shootout, um, and the girls, you know. Put their heart and spirit and blood and tears and everything into that performance, and to go out that way against the home um, home country was was very disappointing for us.
1: Now, our hardworking producer tells me that you are a mad Penrith Pan- Panthers fan in the NRL. Yes, but, we're a bit confused because we saw a we found a photo of you <laughs> after the NRL Grand Final last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. cheering for the Sharkies. Is this is you in the rooms? Right after, front to centre.
5: (laughs) Yes, that is. So I grew up with Andrew, actually, very close to him. Um, He's he's my big brother, basically. So, um, yeah, I I support the Sharks um, because of, um, you know, my allegiance with with Andrew there. But um, I've I've grown up in the western suburbs of Sydney, so I've always got, um, you know, a soft spot for my panthers.
0: Just, just quickly then, so we've got the shoulders where your injuries are going to be. Does that put you, you're going 2019 France, is that where you're, you're thinking you're going to be?
5: Yeah, well, obviously I'm hoping to, to be back within the next six months, so that should put me at September this year. Um, and then next year we've got the Asian Cup, um, and then 2019 is the World Cup, and then 2020 Olympics.
1: And a couple of friendlies coming up against the Giants, Team USA later this year. Where, when and where's that? Will you play?
5: I won't be back for that, unfortunately, but um, a lot of the girls who are playing, you know, all over the world at the moment in different leagues um, will all get together in July, late July, um, and play a few games against the US um, early uh, August, uh, which should be, you know, a great match-up. Um, The US obviously a powerhouse team in women's football and, um, yeah, it should be good. It's going to be hard to watch, but um, I'm sure the girls, um, being mid-season for a lot of them, um, will be at full flight uh, and fitness for the games.
0: All right, well, we wish you all the best with your fitness and everything that you're doing. Lovely to uh, have a chat with you tonight.
5: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Kai Simon there. All right. Coming up, our Champ of the Week. Welcome back to the show. Look, uh, just an apology. First off, as you know, we did advertise at the top of the show that we would be interviewing Manny Pacquiao, uh, the world champion boxer. Sadly, uh, he hasn't been able to make it on the show. He was coming to us from Brisbane, caught up a little bit ill, so uh, sadly we won't be able to have that interview. We did, though, get this exclusive photograph he has been out about in Brisbane. It's been his lifelong dream, Kel, to hold a uh, koala, and there he managed to do it. Oh, he's got
2: chlamydia, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tuala, so I, could I, be I, I was about to clap him when he got here and he took it seriously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, the good news is next week we have George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> On a full-size table, a game of Suki can take me about, I don't know, four hours, uh, but I haven't got the skill or imagination to play shots like this one from Sean Murphy. Have a look and listen. Now, what are you doing?
4: Well, he's coming off. No. Side cushion, top cushion, lots of right-hand side. This oh, is risky. S-
2: what a great shot oh. See, that, I, mean, I I can do that, but after about six pots.
0: Exactly <laughs> 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 right. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds love it. Time now for our Champ of the Week, brought to you by Kumo Tire. <laughs> It may seem uh, odd we've gone for Rafael Nadal, who won his first title of the season at the Monte Carlo Masters, but there's more. It was his 70th career title, and here's the kicker, Kel, his 10th Monte Carlo win. He's the first player to win 10 titles at the same venue in Open history. He, uh, he bumped into Roger Federer at a couple of finals this season, but got the job done against Albert Ramos, Ramos! Vinolas. No surprise, Uh, Rafa says he'll be back there next year to defend the title for number 11. And
1: will start the favourite for the French.
0: Indeed he will. Sadly, that's where we have to leave you. Thanks for your company. Thank you. Goodbye for now.
2: This has been a production of Fox Sports.